When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Rangers Rabble Mullable Preview Pod. Tonight we're joined by Scott and Wolf. How are you guys doing? Good, mate. Good. Hi, right, fine, Molly. Thanks. Good stuff, mate. Right, just a wee quick look at Mullable, um, how they've started the season. Sit, currently sitting in 10th position in the league with only four wins, six draws and 11 defeats after 21 games. The last five games, three draws and two defeats. And obviously during that period, the manager decided to walk away from the job, resulting in Graham Alexander being appointed the new manager. Obviously, he took charge against St Mum last weekend and got a 1-1 draw. So looking to our game on Sunday, is it really difficult to know what to expect from Graham Alexander? Or do you think that we're smart enough to have looked at Salford City and possibly looked at Mullerwell and seen if there's going to be any changes? So coming to you first, Wolf. I don't, I don't think looking at Salford City would necessarily be a benefit because the players will be totally different, totally different group of players. Um, I would imagine that Salford City players are probably a better, a better standard than Motherwell. Certainly football-wise, I mean, Motherwell are, you know, they're traditionally a big physical side. I don't think Salford play like that. Uh, and if Graham Alexander's going to try and do that with Motherwell, he's going to, he's going to have his work cut out. Uh, I mean, on the, on the face of it, the draw last week with St Mirren was a decent result because I think St Mirren equalised late from a a dodgy penalty. Well, I, I was told by my mother will support and friend it was a dodgy penalty. Yeah. Um, and St. Mirren were a fairly, fairly, in fairly good form. So you can't, I don't know, you can't really read that much into it. I don't know what to expect. But I think we, we might have had a glance at what Salford do, but I don't think we'll have paid too much attention to it, to be honest. Scott, just coming to you on a kind of slightly separate point, have you been surprised by like the change in Mullable from like finishing last season in third? to now being like third bottom of the league. Has that surprised you at all? It has. Um, we've got some talented talented players in the, in the middle of the park. Um, the boy Campbell's obviously been linked to us, but they just don't seem to have got started this season. Um, I, some teams I don't think have handled the closed-door aspect of it, so mm-hmm. I, don't know if, I don't know if that's a factor. Um, but it's, you know, they're, they're a top six side, probably the bottom half of the top six, but um, it surprised me that they've, they've they've taken a couple of doings off teams that they pr- should probably be should probably be beaten. Yeah, I think that's been the surprise for me as well, mate. I, I mean, when I looked at some of the stats for last season, they were actually reasonably impressive. You know, they finished third in the league. I know we, it was obviously cut short with COVID and all, but still talking about a team that finished third. 
So that's usually a team that's reasonably consistent over the season. This year, four wins for 21 games. I genuinely probably didn't expect that from Mullerwell. And possibly the final nail in the coffin was maybe the way that they came and played at Ibrooks. But all they obviously led for a large part of that game. They basically came in and sat like 4-5-1 or a 5-5-0, depending on how you watch the match, obviously. I mean, to me... Uh, under Stephen Robinson, they always try to play some type of football. So when things start to change and you start doing things like that, you know it's probably the beginning of the end when you can't get the squad to play for you. So it'll be interesting to see how Graham Alexander sets up on Sunday because I don't know how much we'll know about him, but I would imagine all the analytical guys over there looking at all the stuff and, and trying to work out how Muller was going to set up if they do change at all from how Stephen Robinson played. Okay, next point for us. Do you expect any changes from the Aberdeen game to the Mullerwell game, or is it just a matter of we just keep ticking over with the same 11? I'll come to you first, Scott. I think if everybody's available, uh, the, if the same players are available as there was for Aberdeen, I think it's the, it's the same again. I think the players have got time to recover in between matches. There's no any reason to, to make changes for me anyway. You know, I just think that we just have to keep being relentless and doing what we are doing, you know, forget about forget about the, the noise, you know, just go out, go in the park, play with a tempo, get the ball in the deck and win the game. Simple as that. Well, I mean, just coming to you slightly separately, do you think there's a chance of, like, Cedric Kitten maybe coming into the team ahead of the Mullerwell game on Sunday? No, I don't. I agree with Scott. I don't think we, there's any, any need to change it up from... Uh, from last week, if the same players are available, um, because we basically just need to put games to bed. I mean, Cedric, Hitton, I would expect to feature at some point in the game, depending on how the game goes. But that's that's all doubt. That's making sure the game's safe early doors. I mean, if it's the same as the last as Motherwell game at Ibrox, uh, I don't I don't see any way that he would come on, you know, kind of early-ish in the game, so maybe after an hour or whatever. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I expect the the team to be the team to be the same if the same players are available. See, I'm always interested in been like somebody like Itton, he obviously scored two goals there the last time he scored against him at Ibrox. So I sometimes wonder if managers maybe look at these wee quirks that maybe some players just kind of get goals against certain teams and maybe that's when you think to yourself, I'll, I'll give him a game and it maybe gives Alfie a bit of a break. But as Scott's already pointed out, I mean, they basically are going six, seven days between games at the moment. So it's it's maybe not as much of a concern for the manager. And maybe what he could do is look at changes for the Ross County game ahead of the Hibs game. And that might be what he does. But I just think it's interesting. But every time I've seen him, I just think he's a really good player. And I just kind of wonder when we're maybe going to see more of him in terms of a consistent basis. It might be now that it's going to be next season, maybe on the back of maybe like Alfredo moving on. That might be Cedric's time. But I just thought it'd be interesting to see if the manager would maybe consider him for Sunday. So I suppose that's something we can look at. I think um, Etten, to be honest with you, I, th- yeah. I think Etten's very, this is a good year where I think we possibly bought him and came our roof thinking that Alfredo was going to go. Yeah. But Alfie's still here. I think it's allowing Etten to bed himself in. Yeah. You know, I think. You know, I think come next season he's going to know what Scottish football is about, um, and I think we'll we'll see the best of him from next season onwards. Yeah, 
Well, it's it's a good position for us to be in. I mean, if we if we're signing a player previously, we've been signing a player like it for the sort of money that that we paid for him. He's straight into the team, and he had to hit the ground running. But he's, as Scott says, he's had plenty of time to bed in. Yeah. So you know, there's no there's no not the same pressure on him, and yeah, hopefully, and hopefully, um, but but last Sunday, that's that's Alfie back in the swing of it. So there's no reason to leave leave him out. You know, because you really want him to start scoring goals again and really shoot us towards the title. Yeah, I mean, that was actually one of my next questions, funnily enough, talking about Alfie. Did last weekend's performance kind of show us wee glimpses of the old Morelos? And is that something that all our teams should be worried about? I'll come to you first, Scott. 100%. Um, I mean, to be honest with you, he's done a lot of work outside the box, but he needs to get between the sticks. He has to be in the centre of the goals. I think you've started to see it the last three or four games. He's been improving game on game. But I think on uh, Sunday, apart from the the early the early the early chance that he had, I think his link up play was good. He was dangerous. It was Alfredo at his best, the two finishes. The smile on his face after the second goal. You know, we all love it. We're all missing we're all missing seeing it. We're all missing singing his song, you know, but I just hope that between now and the end of the season, he scores 10, 12 goals, fires us to the title in the Scottish the Scottish Cup. And if he leaves in the summer, he leaves us he leaves as a, as a, an even bigger hero than he is. Yeah. Yeah, well, even just to kind of, kind of add on to that a little bit, I know obviously like on social media in particular, we talk about guys that possibly deserve a league title. So guys like Tavernier, who's been here through the really tough times in terms of being in the championship, He's having to suffer at times under Brendan Rodgers' Celtic team and some of the defeats and stuff like that. Is Alfredo one of those guys as well? Because particularly last season, he carried this team for a long, long spell. And is this a man that's deserving of a league title just because of everything he's done for us? I think deserving is probably the wrong one because every single one of them that's in the squad yeah. that takes the title deserves to win it. But I know what you mean. And yeah, I mean, so, I mean he would... He's certainly more than worthy of it. I mean, I mean, Alfie, Alfie was. He, he basically did carry us the first half, certainly the first half of last season mm. when he was scoring goals. It was, it was either if he didn't score, we didn't score, mm. and you know, we okay. We, we fell off a cliff a bit about this time about this time last year, which coincided with him stopping scoring goals, um, which put pressure on everybody else. Which, which they, they just they just didn't step up to the pressure. So it was it was certainly a lot down to him, but yeah, like you say, uh, Tavernier, Goldson. I mean, if any of these guys, if they take us to the title and any of them leave in the summer for ridiculous money, yeah. that it would have to come in. They would obviously leave with a blessing because I mean, especially I mean, Tavernier's been through it. You know, I mean, when he first came to the club and we were getting royally spanked by Rogers as Celtic, you know, everybody would quite happily have seen him leave, but he stuck yeah. around and he's, he's improved as a player, and certainly. The three that you mentioned most most certainly deserve a title, at least as much as anybody else. Just a wee quick point, obviously going back to what you're saying there about last season in terms of the drop off. What is the difference this year with the players that we've got compared to what happened last year? Is it purely just like the depth of the squad now that we can look at the bench and and we can see like a roof or an Itten or a Zungu or even having Hadji there? I mean, is that the difference, or is it a mentality as well, Scott? I think we've, uh, I think the Motherwell game uh, about a month ago, where we all thought it was on the back of 
the, the defeat to St Mirren. Yeah. That was a huge... We found a way. We didn't play particularly well, but we mixed it up. I think last season, I thought we were very one-dimensional. I think if, if plan A wasn't working, we didn't really have a, an alternative way to play. You know, I think he's mixed it up. There's times where Itton, you, you spoke about Itton, he's came in to play a slightly different way down at, at Rugby Park. I think it, there's been a bit of more horses for courses, uh, adapting to certain situations and, and certain styles of play. I think that's the, the biggest factor for me. Wolf, what about yourself? Yeah, I agree with all that. And I think, as I've said um, previously, I think this, the season getting caught, getting called early and, and then this season being squeezed up a bit helped us greatly as well because they actually had had some time pre-season to work with the squad. You know, I mean, I mean, Stephen Gerrard's first first two summers here, he's basically been, he's basically had two weeks and then he's been straight into European games. Mm. You know, and then, then friendlies on the back of that. So it started off in mid-July. It was midweek, weekend, midweek, weekend, straight away. Whereas because the season got called early and then Europe didn't start till September, they had six or eight weeks to actually work with the players. And I think that's I think that's proved, as Scott said, we found we found a way. You know, players come in, we could we could change it up because they'd have worked on that in the training ground. Yeah. Where before the previous season they haven't had that. So I think it is that, and obviously the depth of the squad. I mean, the squad is is a lot better. You look at the bench. You look, I mean, look look at the the problems we've had prior to the injuries to a couple of midfield players. Look at the the difficulty we've had picking the squad. I mean, and picking the, the starting lineup. I mean, I think for, for weeks and weeks and weeks, none of us got it right. No. You know, <laughs> because, true. just because of the strength, the strength of the squad, it's yeah. a bit easier to pick the team now because Jack and Arfield are out and the midfield more or less picks itself. You know, but you've still got the, is it going to be, is it going to be Hellander that's in? You know, is it going to be Balogun? You know, so the squad certainly is a, is a lot stronger. Yeah. I mean, just a quick question. When you look at the game earlier on this season, I know it's hard to look at that given there's a new manager, etc. We don't know how they're going to set up. How did we manage to hurt Mullerwell earlier on this season? Obviously, the game ended up 5-1. There was a couple of penalties that got us going in that game, but what do we need to do to hurt Mullerwell? Is it purely pace at the top end of the pitch? Is it the two fullbacks being aggressive? Um, what is the quality that's going to hurt Mullerwell come Sunday? I'll come to you first, Wolf. I think... As I, as I say for for every game, um, I think we, if we put the ball on the, on the floor and play football, we'll out football more than well because we're a bit because we're a much better football side than them. Right. If we move it if we move it quick quickly front to back through the middle, they won't be able, they won't be able to live with that because they've got they're, they're a big they're, they are what they've always been they're a big physical side and they won't they won't be able to cope with the pace if we if we are on point playing it through the middle. Scott, what about yourself? I think it's interesting, just thinking back to that game, Jordan Jones came out of absolutely nowhere yeah. and we adapted the way I was talking about different approaches. The two full-backs sat, sat back, you know, and it was it was the two wide players that, that caused, the, caused the, the danger. So I think that is, is going to be interesting to see whether we, we do change something. You know, I don't think we, we have the... The, the wide option that we could bring in like a Jordan Jones but I think um, I think it'll be interesting to uh, it'll be interesting to see you just don't know if Motherwell are going to adapt the same style you know it's it's a hard one to it's a hard one to play 
Yeah, I think that is it. I mean, we're sort of guessing, we're kind of trying to kind of look into the future because we don't really know what Graham Alexander's going to do. But like, the reality is it's still really the same group of players that's there. So it's what we've done earlier on this season. Does the manager just try and play the same way because that's what hurt them earlier on in the season? Or does he have to be more like sort of savvy, I suppose, and he's going to be going to look at this at Merlin game and maybe see the little subtle differences that Graham Alexander had in that game. But he's also had another week now to work with the players. So maybe one of those games where maybe in the first 10 or 15 minutes we just need to try and suss out what they're doing. But as I always say, and a bit like Wolf as well, if we're on the front foot and we're playing attacking football, I always feel as though we'll get goals. And at the moment, we're obviously defending reasonably well still, which is obviously hugely important because we want to keep you know, the goals down to a bare minimum if we can in every single game. And I think that's between now and the end of the season. I would love us just to keep kind of cracking out the clean sheets because I think come the end of the season, if this team's got like 20, 25 clean sheets, depending on what it's going to be, it's, it's going to be a phenomenal effort from not just the defence, but the midfield in front of them who put in huge amounts of efforts. And I think that was the one thing that disappointed me a wee bit about the Aberdeen game was maybe the effort for their goal and that the midfield just didn't get back quickly enough to cover because that's something we've been so good at doing this season is getting in the cover when Tavernier or Barisic do bust forward like that. Yeah, I think I think the, the fact that we're keeping so many clean sheets is getting into teams' heads. Yeah. You know, we take the lead and they, they automatically sort of their shoulders drop and go, well, we're... We're going to struggle to score here, so we're probably losing this game. Yeah. So they naturally kind of seem to sit back a bit, you know, so that they're not at the end of a hiding and trying catches on the break. Yeah. Whereas normally you would expect a team, you know, a lot of the teams just to kind of still have a go at us. Yeah. But I do, I do think it gets into their head if we take the lead because we're not because we six goals in in twenty three games or whatever it is it's ridiculous. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I mean, see, just a week kind of quick kind of transfer thing. Obviously, now they're saying that. Rangers and Aberdeen could be looking at a swap deal. In terms of somebody like Greg Stewart, has it just been harsh on him this season that he's not played? Or does it just show you the depth and the quality of the squad that we've got now, Scott? I just think you've, you've brought in somebody like Roof, who, for me, could be playing in the Premiership. You know, he could be playing back at, back at Leeds or, or somewhere like that. It's just levels. I just think the levels have, have, have went up. You know, I think the standards have went up. You know, guys... That's what's going to, as, as we continue to evolve and hopefully make Champions League football over the next 12 to, 12 to 18 months, and you, you then bring in better players. Yeah. Certain players maybe fall, fall out the starting 11, but your bench then gets stronger. You know, it's it's just one of these things. Greg Stewart was a was a punt. He's not going to have cost us a lot of money over the two years of his contract. You know, I think if, if he does leave, then he goes with, with our best wishes. Yeah, I think that's exactly how we look at it. I think it's just the nature of the game. And I think the fact somebody like Scott Wright's a different option. He's obviously a good bit younger. He's a slightly different player in terms of the kind of position that he can play, all the positions that he can play, obviously, because he can kind of play in behind that front three at times. Right, Wolf, your favourite part of every pod, mate. What's going to be the final score for Rangers? Four for Rangers and my usual nothing for them. So we'll go four that's, nothing. A big, that's a big one in Sunday then. I would, I would certainly take that if it was an offer. Scott, what about yourself? 
I'm usually a bit like Wilf. I usually go three fours, but I think it'll be a harder game on Sunday. I think uh, we'll win by a couple of goals. So I, I think two 0 on Sunday. Morelos uh, with another couple of goals. Yeah, well, I think. I mean, I'm the same as you guys. I'm, I'm the kind of in between. I think it's, it's see if we get going early doors. I don't know if Mullerwell will cope with the quality in the final third of the pitch. I think it's been noticeable this season that they have conceded quite a lot of goals. And if we can get on the front foot and hurt them, then there's nothing to say the game couldn't end up like Wolf saying. But we just really don't know enough about Graham Alexander. And we just don't really know enough about how he's going to set up. I think obviously that'll be determined early on in the match if he sets up in a very defensive manner or if they maybe try and come out and have a go. I think that's the interesting thing in Sunday. But I think the biggest thing, obviously for all our point of views, is that Rangers win the game. I mean, that is the be-all and end-all before we play Ross County at Ibrooks. Right, guys, thanks again for, for joining us on the pod. It's really appreciated. Um, if you can check us out on YouTube, on Twitter, on Facebook, Instagram, and all the download places like Acast and Spotify, really appreciate that. If you can give us a wee like and subscribe to the channel, that would be really appreciated. Cheers, guys. Bye. <laughs>